0: Counseling is fine, but you know, counseling is remedial, says someone. And then asks this question, What can we do to prevent problems from occurring? Well, that's an excellent point. That's exactly what we need to think about, how to keep things from happening instead of merely only patching up what goes wrong. Every counselor knows that this is a problem that needs to be dealt with. Twelve times in the same week, a counselor may run into the very same difficulty, and by the time he's reached the 11th uh, situation, he is ready to scream, don't do it, to all sorts of people. But he can't. You see, that's the problem with some of the modern views of counseling. Modern views of counseling stress the counseling center and stress a professional counselor rather than looking at counseling from the biblical viewpoint which stresses the pastor as counselor. It's the pastor alone, you know, who really is equipped to do the job of counseling. Nobody else has the opportunity, the resources, or the format for doing it as he has. I happen to know because I've done it both places. I happen to know because I can contrast the one with the other. And I want any of you pastors out there who are listening in today to get a little bit of this point, if you don't get anything else, into your own thinking. You don't need to take a back seat to anybody. You don't need to have somebody else uh, think that you are just sort of a second-rate counselor and everybody else is in the driver's seat. As a matter of fact, you are God's counselor. As far as the Word of God is concerned, the man who is called to a life occupation or a life calling in counseling is to be an ordained pastor of the Word of God. And the reason why a pastor and a pastor alone is adequately equipped is because he can do not only the job of remedial work, but he can also do the job of prevention. And it's that prevention we want to talk about during the next five sessions together, as well as today. Now, let's just think today about how the pastor's role and the pastor's role as counselor alone really equips him to do the preventive work that will keep people from falling into the problems of count- that counselor's encounter day after day. For example, this balanced picture of counseling is presented by Paul in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, where he says, We proclaim him, speaking of Christ, counseling every man and teaching every man with all wisdom that we may present every man complete in Christ. What is it? That really is a complete ministry to a Christian. Well, it's not counseling alone, and it's not teaching alone. It is counseling every man and teaching every man. Together, you have the balance that's so deeply needed. You see, the one is remedial, the other is preventive. Counseling, remedial. Teaching, preventive. The pastor alone can get up on Sunday morning and preach the word of God that will keep husbands and wives from falling into communication breakdowns. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, he'll sit down with those who have failed to follow that advice and help them to come together into God's will again. But he has both sides of the picture. He can keep children from wandering through his Sunday school programs as he molds them and molds his teachers who teach them from wandering astray into ways that will destroy their lives and the lives of others around them. He has the opportunity to preventively teach the Word of God. And every counselor who, teach, who, who counsels people knows that before long, he just feels like shouting from the rooftops, look out, don't fall into this. Look out for that problem. Avoid this one. The pastor doesn't have to go to the rooftops. He's got a pulpit. He can preach this week after week. He can preach the redeeming grace of Jesus Christ and that sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit which can enable a man to keep him from falling into the same difficulties and problems that he sees people in day after day as he counsels them. And what's more, when he preaches the Word of God practically, out of his counseling experience in ministering that book to people, then he preaches the book in a way that rings bells with people. They vibrate to what he has to say. His illustrations uh, make them say in their hearts, you know, he's bowling down my alley. He understands me. He knows my difficulties, my problems. So you see, the Word of God is practical, whether it's preached from the pulpit preventively or whether it's proclaimed privately in the counseling session, remedially. But the two are parts of the same ministry, and only the pastor can provide that kind of ministry which is fully rounded and well-balanced. You know, in 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, where we read about the inspiration of the Scriptures, we're told that the Scriptures do four things for the Christian. First, of course, for the unbeliever, they tell him how to be saved. They tell him about Jesus Christ who came into the world to die on the cross in the place of guilty sinners. That all who through faith in him believe and trust in his work have eternal life. But then for the Christian, they go on to say that the scriptures are profitable or useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. They show us what God requires, they show us how we failed, they show us how to get out of the mess that we get ourselves into, but then they also train us in a new way of life to keep out of those problems. You notice, in both of these instances, the pastor as the man of God who ministers the scriptures, the pastor as the one who tries to present men complete to Jesus Christ, is using the Bible both remedially and also to teach men how to stay out of sin he's also using it preventively so the word of god has these two purposes and achieves them as they are ministered faithfully for him but notice one thing as the pastor uses them in both of these passages colossians 128 and 2 timothy 3 16 we find that the pastor, in ministering the word, first works remedially, then he works preventively. But it's interesting, over in chapter 6 of Ephesians, Ephesians, that there the father, in verse 4, is told to bring his child up in the discipline and counseling of the Lord. Here, the order is reversed. Here, in training a child, the preventive comes first. It's true that the pastor so often is going to be able to handle people who are already in a mess and then try to keep them out of the mess in the future, uh, as well as try to keep some out of it to begin with. But it is the parent, particularly, who has the opportunity for keeping his children out of the difficulties of life into which they would naturally stray as sinners as he ministers the Word of God and trains his children day by day. So parents, pastors, whoever you are, Over the next five broadcasts, we're going to talk about how parents and how churches, of course, and the Sunday schools and the pastor from the pulpit, can work preventively to keep youngsters from falling into some of the things that we who are counselors see as difficulties in adults day by day in their living. Lord, help us to be concerned not only to patch up lives, but help us also to keep men and women from falling into the snares of sin by presenting the Word of God to them effectively in a preventive manner. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.